For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I am one of your hosts. I'm Javon J. Love Adams. I'm a, I'm, I'm a music guy that has a big love of sports, and I am beside the one, the only, Ed Easy Smith, NFL veteran, uh, pro pro football, I mean pro baseball, uh, you know, veteran, all that good stuff, man. What's good with you, man? Man, it's it's time for some regular season real football. Yes, and I am glad we made it to this point. The long summer is over. The bears coming out of the cave. <laughs> it's time to eat, man. This is true, man. So this is one of the we we are happy that the bullets are real, so to speak. Now, and, and the Cardinals have their first uh, their first official opponent in the Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray era. So I want to dig into that a little bit and typically what we're going to do for those of you that are listening for the first time is Ed and I we take more of a, a macro approach and kind of what the nuts and bolts we um, um, there will be plays that we'll be breaking down in terms of did you see in terms of on a, on a more especially from Ed's background a more player level but it's really about the why did this happen the big the macro level things that happen in the game so that's that's kind of our approach just so you know and we like to have a little bit of fun a lot of fun with what we do but Starting off, we know that this is, again, the beginning of a new era for Arizona Cardinals football. Just a slight look back. Last year was a disaster. So much of a disaster that the Arizona Cardinals uh, earned <laughs> earned the, the number one pick. And they, and right. they picked they Kyler Murray. They put some work into it. <laughs> so I want to take it from, we're going to talk about the coach. I want to get your thoughts on the overall, what's going to happen in the game. But let's start with the, the Arizona Cardinals offense versus the defense of the Detroit Lions. We didn't see a whole lot in the pre. We saw really nothing in the preseason in terms of the the offense. What we did see was that, or what we didn't see was a touchdown by the first team offense. But I don't know if that's a little bit of much to do about nothing. But Ed, your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals offense against the Detroit Lions defense in Week One? Well, you said it right. They were very vanilla all through the off all through the uh, preseason. And I equated to this. You know, there's there's vitamin D milk, and you got two percent. Then you got 1%, then you got skim. <laughs> they took the skim and added some water to it. That's how. That's water down. That, that's water down. That's water down. So, you know, and it, and it comes to week one here, and we talked about it all through our first few podcasts. Because they haven't shown anything, they're going into this game like total elements of, of surprise. And I was looking at some stuff. The uh, defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, uh, Pasqualani, I think his name is. He has pretty much gone back to this old closet that he has that he's kept for like almost a decade or two of old offenses that he's had to scheme against from college to some of his other stops. He's looking for stuff right now because he has no idea what he's going to see from Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals offense. All he knows is Murray is a unique player in his speed, his ability to throw the ball as well. Um, then you, you know you got to throw in the. Um, Air raid, so it's going to be fast-paced, multiple um, uh, formations or anything like that. So I can only imagine what they're going through in their defensive meeting rooms. 
it's like fighting against an opponent in the dark. You have no idea what you're going to see. So as far as what we're going to be this first week, it's all, for me it's going to be the element of surprise from the Arizona Cardinals. And then can they do what they said they can do? Because we haven't seen anything yet. Right. With all this fancy and fast pitch. That's the, like I said, we're going to get the unknown as well. So right now even we're talking in the dark in terms of what we might see because we haven't seen a thing yet. And it's interesting to, to note that with because they haven't shown anything, because they're they're adding their they're increasing their intensity <clears throat> leading up to this this game one or week one. What's interesting is what the what the adjustments will be from the Lions side of things because you have Matt Patricia who's comes from a defensive background. So will he be able to make the necessary adjustments after seeing what the Cardinals do and do the Cardinals does Kingsbury already have an idea of if they do this, we'll counter with that to be able to keep because it's really it's a home game. It's going to be very important to not only of course win the game, but style points are going to be important as well. Establishing your presence and establishing your style of football, and that's the one thing we keep talking about because we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen, I guess, what Kingsbury is going to have to contend with. Like you just brought up a great point, his adjustments. He's not going to know what to adjust to because he hasn't unleashed his version of this offense, full version yet. So he doesn't even know what the reaction is going to be from the other side. So, you know, for me, it's just going to be, it, it's a, it's, I can imagine the excitement within the Cardinals offensive room, especially Kyle, or Kyler Murray, because he's been so, I guess, hampered in terms of what they've shown so far. So even he's got to be giddy right now. If they have that bag of tricks that, Nobody's seen and they're getting ready to toss them out there. They got to be like, oh, it's time to get it on. Only problem is, what's going to happen on the other side of the ball? And then we also have to factor in, and I know you'll like to, you know, we dissect accordingly. Yeah. The offensive line. Yes. How are they going to react? Speaking of that, yeah. one of the things that when you're looking at, you've been, you you were a tight end, so so you come from an offensive, but you have a great perspective on all on, on all sides of the ball. But, the the what the, the left tackle is going to be very important, but also the center, right? In this particular offense, the center is going to be important. And I believe it was AQ Shipley that just that barely beat out Mason Cole. So that experience, but you wonder if it's going to be such a dynamic offense. You have to be really mobile in this case, or or really have to be able to. You don't want to expose that quarterback to take too many hits. Well, I guess the uniqueness in Murray is, is going to be his escapability, but you can't have him running for his life back there. That can't be part of your plan. No, that like, can't. Okay, if everything breaks down, <laughs> he'll escape. So you, you bring up another great point, too. The center position, in my opinion, is the second most important position on the offensive side of the ball behind the quarterback. And then, obviously, in my opinion, your left tackle is your, your third spot. That center between communicating everything down the line, you know, I would like to, for them to have had more opportunities to practice this and get it at game speed because everything moves so fast out there. Yes. And he's got, you know, the offensive line, they're going to be making checks. There's going to be a lot of pointing. There's going to be a lot of communication back and forth. And that clock ticks, man. And here's the other factor. If they're going to be running this high-tempo, high-speed offense, yes. that gives you even less time for everybody to process and get the word down the line and everybody... I guess process it in their mind to know what to do. So yeah, that's going to be another factor. How fast they want to try to run everything. Do you take that 
you know, it'll be an, an advantage for you as an offense. But if you have the system down, if you don't, you're just opening up holes. And you, you see those movies when they have the like the offensive line. They go two of them go the wrong way, and, and also you got somebody. <laughs> and that could we could see that a couple times yeah. out here yeah. because of the fast-paced nature, and everybody's still working for their first time at full speed. On you know. Indeed, so that's going to be something we're definitely going to watch, and we'll re- recap that uh, in next week's show. But let's flip it to the other side of the ball and talk about the defense of the Arizona Cardinals versus the offense of the Detroit Lions. On defense, it's some interesting things here. We have, when you're looking at addition, uh, Will Linebacker, uh, Ter- Terrell Suggs is going to be in there, but they just, uh, I think they just uh, either signed, they signed or brought on board uh, Cassius Marsh, who says he comes in with a chip on his shoulder and hates other teams that are within the within the division, such as the the uh, 49ers and the and the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. But what you hear about in terms of what is being said is that the nasty part of this defense, the the attitude, is what is what the uh, Cardinals, the the coaching staff really likes about this. But is 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 Suggs a little bit too over the hill? Does he have what it takes? DJ Swearinger is strong. What are we looking at here? What are you What are you expecting in terms of the execution or maybe lack thereof for the Cardinals when it comes to defense? Well, you know, going back to the preseason, I hate to beat that dead horse. We did not see a lot of aggression out there. We didn't see guys flying around, and maybe that was a, a sign of some of the vanilla they were showing on that side of the ball, but coming out of the box here, I need to see intensity. The first thing I need to see them do is shore up that front line. They've got to stop the run. And it's kind of, you know, we think of the Lions and Stafford's been kind of carrying him for years. He's a stat monster. He's a stat stuffer. He's yeah. not what you call. True. You know, but he puts the, typically they put the ball in the air a lot. They're actually going to a more, um, they're kind of debuting a new run first offense. We'll see how long that lasts. How long it lasts. The Cardinals have to stop that, though, in order to, um, you know, put the Lions kind of in their place. The other thing is the the absence of Patrick Peterson mm-hmm. and a couple other injuries on in the defensive secondary especially, you have to put pressure on Stafford so he doesn't have a lot of time to sit back and pick, up, pick off that, um, you know, that young, inexperienced secondary. So that's going to be very important. Pressure up in the front. And as far as, you know, you talk about Suggs, Suggs is obviously getting a little up there in age, you know. Mm-hmm. He's going to play a player that's going to do his thing in spurts. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the Suggs of old where he's wreaking havoc on 60 or out of 70 snaps or anything like that. He's going to be a dude maybe a little more situational from time to time. Um, but I think his experience and maybe his leadership in that locker room, and then maybe he comes out there and because it's now real live bullets, he gets them fired up. And you know, maybe it takes him one or two plays a game to spark something. But it's gonna be really interesting, you know, this new Detroit Lions offense against this defense that really hasn't shown as much and minus your best piece, Patrick Peterson. So it's going to be really interesting on both sides of the ball. Also, when you think along those lines, it's the Cardinals, and this and this reared its ugly head during the preseason as well, but again, there's you hear you hear two sides of the argument. You hear two arguments to this. One is that it's the preseason, so a lot of players, maybe including Suggs, they weren't going full speed, so now that they know that everything, that the lights are really going to be on for real, that, that effort and that intensity will be there. We'll see. But the 
they were still getting gashed for long runs and up the middle and, and in terms of run defense. And that was really the case last season as well. So if the, if the Detroit Lions are going to have a more run-focused emphasis, I mean, it, it could be a long day. Well, you know, we talked about it. I mean, they were out there like they were playing FUD during the preseason, and you can't have that. And I know guys don't want to get hurt, uh, but, you know, I need to see more signs. You know, the other thing is, man, um, this is – they might have to set the tone and be on the field an awful lot if that offense is not clicking all cylinders right out of the box. That means extended, um, you know, plays for them out there. The, the, another goal for them is to get off the field, create some uh, turnovers and some three and outs to get that offense back on the field. Because you know what happens later in the game is if this air raid offense doesn't start right away and take some time, and on our side of the ball we're in and out, three and outs, you know, short drives. Those plays add up toward the end of the game for the defense, especially earlier in the season, because you got to remember, no, nobody's playing any real snaps. These right. guys have only practiced, so fatigue is a big issue right out of the box, especially those first few weeks. You have the good thing is you got Detroit coming across the country, you know, the whole yeah. East Coast to West Coast thing, but right. this early in the season, I'm not sure how much is going to matter. One of the things also to just to point out is that when you're looking at last, is last season, so a couple different, so there's some new faces in, but last season, when you're looking at the rushing defense, the Cardinals were giving up 154, almost 155 yards per game on the ground. And so again, you got to be able to try to switch that. You just mentioned third down, third down efficiency. The Cardinals. Their third down efficiency was about 29%. 29% in, their, in the opponent in terms of defensive efficiency on third down was about 38%. So, of course, they were giving up a lot more third down conversions uh, as opposed to themselves of being able to do that. So both of those things have to they have to switch up if the Cardinals are going to be able to really see any type of momentum and really be able to start to build upon something. Exactly. I'm, I'm, it's going to be a true test, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, though, because, because we haven't seen – much from either side of the ball, it's almost like it's like this is almost like Christmas, man. We get a chance to see the unveiling of all facets of the game. Something else we might want to talk about is the, I guess, the manage, management of the entire process by Kingsbury on the sideline, and we're also going to be seeing his first time, you know, decision making and how he's, you know, when's when's the time to throw the flag, um, challenge something. Uh, do you go for it on a fourth and short? You know, these are all the things we haven't seen yet, and it's going to be really interesting to find out what his true style is in this first go around here in the NFL for him. And you mentioned that, which is a great transition. That's why you add Easy Smith. It, the, the coaching advantage, because coaching is important, and, and when you're looking at a second-year coach with uh, with with Patricia, and so he had a little bit of difficulty in the beginning of, of last season and trying to get the. It's a, it's one of those things that I think happens a lot when you have coaches that come from the Patriots organization and they just think they're going to be able to walk through the door yeah. <laughs> and be able to, to all, all of a sudden everybody's going to look at them and say whatever you need me to do coach and that wasn't necessarily the case and so this year with a year under his belt and you have Kingsbury as you mentioned a lot of those in-game adjustments about how how you're preparing your how you're preparing your your team for this week how you are preparing your coaches for this week and how how well you you yourself as a coach adjust who do you give the advantage to in terms of coaching, even if you want to zoom out a little bit to coaching staffs? Well, I honestly, just because this is all new for Kingsbury, I go, gotta, I have to go to the other side of the ball just because they've had 
you know, Matt Patricia, he's had at least one year a go around here. And then you also have to throw in, like you said, the pedigree of coming from the Belichick system. He's got, a, he's had a lot of coaching and been able to sit and watch how Belichick has done it. Like you said, though, doesn't tr always transition to they know how to do it too, just because they were there. But because this is Kingsbury's first go around, a lot of this is going to be new to him. And granted, he did it at the college level. Things move faster, quicker, and more tense, intensified at the upper level. And, uh, just as an example, him being the offensive mind, there are going to be times when Murray and the offense come off the field, and you know he's going to want to huddle up with Murray real quick to see what's going on out there, what he's seeing compared to what they're seeing up in the booth. It's going to be coming down into his earpiece, you know, so they're going to be having conversations. At the same time, something's going to be going on that field. He, he might have to keep his eye on or a situation might be coming up, right. and boom, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, Hey, something's burning in the backyard. It's like, you know, then you panic. You might panic, right? You run back there. And so this is going to be a real test for him this first, you know, few games. Obviously. I can't say we should judge him on the first one because this is going to be an intense situation for him. I know, I guarantee you, Saturday night, he's not going to get a whole lot of sleep. He's up until he wakes up in the morning, his mind is going to be thinking over every possible scenario. The problem is when those scenarios happen, and your dreams are happening at a walking pace. In real life, on that field on Sunday, it's going to be happening faster than you can ever imagine. Yeah. And like I said, this is going to be the true test. And like I said, don't judge him too harshly in this first game. I, I, like I said, once the the element they do have is the element of surprise on the offensive side of the ball. So we'll see what they unveil. But like I said, I'm going to keep my eye on what's going on on that sideline. If it looks like uh, a fire drill, then I know we, we think something's going wrong. There's some, like I said, some fire in the backyard, man. <laughs> oh man, good point. You bring us some good stuff. So, with with this that being said, I wanted to ask you, especially leading up to this first week, what are your major concerns in terms of whether offense, defense, special teams, or any position group they're in. For me, my biggest concern is this: I'm worried about what happens if what happens to the secondary. If they, if after what, if they're showing, if the run defense is is found to be lacking, and then they just let Stafford loose, because I think that could really make a long day if the run defense isn't able to stop the run and therefore try to make it more of a balanced game and really and really uh, more con uh, highly contended game. What what are your thoughts on positions or whatever? What concerns you most about this game? I'll you know I'll look at it from an overall aspect. The offense concerns me only because we haven't seen much from them and like I said we'll see what they had hidden behind the curtain. My concern is what if all this weight and it doesn't work? Meaning we go out there and we got all this fancy stuff and all of a sudden the lines are all over us. They're gassing the line. They're, you know, Murray's in a, in a total chaos mode and he's running for his life. What happens next? I mean, because we obviously going to have to see some adjustments and that could be a real concern of mine, except because they haven't gone against the live bullets. Defensively, I just need to see them hold up up front. Um, very just a little concerning with some of the long runs that were hit on them during the, during the preseason. That 85 yarder, that Cook pulled off, you know, just right backside, boom, he's gone 85 yards later. And then if that's not stopped, what is happening to that young secondary minus Patrick Peterson? So to say I'm con a little concerned is an understatement. I'm really concerned about the overall. Surprisingly, though, and I know we'll get into this because we'll make our picks later on, 
a lot of the experts, and I've been looking, doing my little research and everything. I don't have the statistics that you always have, <laughs> but a lot of the experts are actually picking the Cardinals to win this game, and some of them even have it, them winning convincingly. So we'll get our picks in a little bit, but I'm just I'm really surprised at that. I don't know where you stand. I, it's this is going to be interesting from from this standpoint because I, I do want to kind of transition into that a little bit of how you see this game playing out. I. I, I've thought about this a little bit. I think the Cardinals are going to fall short. I think it'll be an exciting game and maybe high scoring. And I think that if nothing else, the fans will leave State Farm Arena with at least, uh, with having said at least they put up some points because last season we know that that didn't happen. But I think the Cardinals are going to lose a high scoring game, probably a close one. Um, that's kind of what I'm seeing. I, What's I your think, score? You're thinking high score. What's your score? I don't mean to put think, you on the spot. <laughs> I think maybe uh, I think we can get to maybe 31-27. Really? Yeah. The only reason I'm hesitant about that is because of what I – I mean, they, you got to remember, they did not put up an offensive touchdown. I know yeah. it was just preseason, but I mean, I look around the league and we have some pretty high-scoring offensive – But here's the thing. I think you have to take in, in, a, in a vacuum. Yes, I can see that. But – how many other teams don't play their starters? Yeah. And so because of that, there's going to be a lot of – this first week is almost like a, a, a real preseason game in a lot of ways where you're working out a lot of the kinks. And so the defense that you see for a team in week one shouldn't be the defense that you see in week four or offense, et cetera. And so for those reasons, there's going to be a lot of adjustments that need to take place. Yeah. So it could be a sloppy first half, some points being put up, and then you start to get into a rhythm maybe after the first half is what I think – might end up happening. But who do you think? Who so, do you, so you're going Lions, right? I'm going Lions. I, I know we're believing the Arizona Cardinals and we're supposed to be supporting the whole team, which we are. Yes. We want nothing but great things for this organization. Indeed. I'm on the side of you in terms of I'm picking the, the Lions, not by a huge margin and not by a high score, which I, I think is a medium score. I'm thinking somewhere in the 24-20 range. Okay. Cardinals fall short but put up a good fight. I just, like I said, and we could both be wrong. They could come out and light it up, and it could be like a 35 to 17 win. I just don't see that right out of the box because I think it's going to take some time for the offense to find their bearings just because, like I said, they really haven't gone full board yet. But like I said, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a Cardinals win, but I'm thinking Lions 24, Cardinals 20. Here's something to just that to think uh, to keep in mind. There might be a, a, a nice punt return because Christian uh, Christian Kirk is going to be returning punts, or at least he believes he is. And if you look at the depth chart right now, he is number one on the depth chart in terms of a punt returner. So he might be able to help uh, you know flip you know turn, flip that field over and be able to get them in good position. So if they, we'll see how it works. But the good thing is after this week, we'll have a true idea. Yeah. Of what we saw this week uh-huh. and what we can anticipate moving forward in terms of how good they looked offensively, you know, what they have to correct on, on all in all facets of the game yes. and how the coaching staff handled everything. So for, for all of our listeners out there, this is truly a guessing game right now because if you think about it, other teams around the league, they know what they are. Yes. They are who we thought they are, mm-hmm. in the words of the late Danny Green. Yes. We have no idea what we're going to see, so it's all speculation. That's the great thing. Right now, hope springs eternal. The Cardinals <laughs> are 0-0, zero and zero, tied for first in the division yep. with everybody else. Yep. And we'll see what happens from here. <laughs> it's going to be a fun recap of week one when we get into, when we when we reconvene next week. We'll 
we'll go back and look at what happened this week and then also look ahead to what will be going on in terms of week two. But until that time happens, on behalf of my man Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. You have been listening to Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as my man likes to say, until next, we'll be easy out there. Are you good? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.